I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome back to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where <laughs> yeah, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. Mm. My name is Jordan Ferguson, and we are back from our long summer hiatus, sabbatical. Yep, uh, I know we have had some episodes go up, but of course they were out of time, which means that we recorded them long before, so long, before. so long before August. So news was at a date. We were at a date. I mean, they're episodes. Yeah. And I'm sure you enjoyed enjoyed them. <laughs> if you'd like to enjoy all of our episodes, because we have so many of them. This is so episode many. 165. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Like, listen, I see all these stories lately about, like, you know, is this the podcast boom? Are we at peak podcast? And I'm like, where have y'all been? Right? That, really? That, you know, we should start a podcast is the new middle-aged white man version of we should start a band. Like. <laughs> Mm. But we've been here, yeah, doing it. We've got it a down podcast for 165 episodes, and if you want to get a sense of how that happened, because we do not, you go to SoundCloud.com/slash/GeekDownPod. That's where the show lives. It's just hanging, enjoying this temperate summer weather. Relatively temperate. Some of y'all out there, I know some of you are out there complaining. What? Complaining like we can get a summer. It's too cold. We didn't get a summer this year. I couldn't go to the beach. If you read the Farmer's Almanac like I did, you would know that this was to what you needed to expect. And why would you not read the Farmer's Almanac? It is a vast tome of knowledge, <laughs> specifically about the weather. Also, you can look it up online, farmersalmanac.com. <laughs> wow. You just have a way of just making sure we come with the straight heat, like, out of the gate. Yeah. Like those hot Farmer's Almanac takes. <laughs> Well, are, Bam. There, are there other podcasts talking about the Farmer's Almanac? I would like to know. If you want to let us know with other podcasts are talking about the Farmer's Almanac, you can do so in any of our socials. The police are coming for you. <laughs> for, for, that, for crimes for against that. podcasts? Yes. Uh, and young people? <laughs> yes, yeah, seriously. I'm sure there are podcasts. They're called Ham Radio. <laughs> It's a dude in like a dusty basement with just wires everywhere and like a tuning fork just like picking up whatever broadcast he can. How about the farmer's fucking almanac? <sighs> if you'd like to welcome us back, friends, you can go over to any of our socials at GeekDownPod, primarily Twitter. Not that we really did much on socials either, because when we're gone, we are gone. We are gone. You, we don't talk to us, don't look at us. <laughs> We are, Every, we are Mariah Carey's of the world where we don't know her. Everything we said in June where we're like, yeah, we'll be around. It's out the fucking window. Yeah. No. No. We should remember this for last, for next year. <laughs> like, we're, we're like, well, yeah, well, we might be around. No, we won't. We will not. We apologize, patrons. Yes. Um, if you would like to be a patron and get nothing for the month of July. <laughs> well, you're on vacation, too. God, so they, you we were, know that. I've seen the numbers. I've seen the traffic. But if you'd like to support this endeavor, if you'd like to welcome us back with the warm embrace of currency. I, I want to use that more often. The warm embrace of, of currency. currency? <laughs> I use that. You can do that two ways. Patreon.com slash GeekDownPod for a monthly donation of one the Misha special of three. Yep. 
Five. Ten. <laughs> it's a long, I remember what <laughs> they are. $25? Ten or twenty-five dollars to support this endeavor, so that we can continue to do something. I don't know. We really need to have a meeting. We need to book a meeting with our with our shareholders. I'll send you an invite on Outlook. <laughs> God, we are old. <laughs> we can suss that out. But if you feel like that's too much of a commitment for you, we understand. We've also got commitment issues. If you do not have faith that we will follow through, we don't blame you. I have commitment issues with you know diets. Says the one who just shoveled a hash brown into her face. And I was like, are you allowed to eat that? And I said, no. I said I had commitment issues. She's very honest about it. If you have commitment issues, but you would like to support this endeavor, you can go to ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod and buy us a coffee. Or a kofi. Or a cafe. 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 <laughs> Three bucks. Canadian. That's like nothing in <laughs> other money. Basically zero dollars. But we will gladly accept it. With our thanks and our gratitude and our appreciation. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are back. Yes, we are. Come over here. Cause this... he, he's touching my face, guys. Why I'm, is he touching I'm, my I'm face? Like patting it. He's more patting than my face. It's just he wants to know that I... I'm actually here and I'm not a ghost of, you know, a Because the last past. time we did this, I went back and I listened to old epi- the old episodes, as I am often want to do. And the last time we took the break... Like two weeks later, we did like some Patreon stuff and you know, bank some stuff. Yeah. We did that at the front half. Yeah. So it's been a while. Like we went on break and then the next week she came over and we did like two episodes and then, and then, and then that was it. Yep. And that was like July 9th. And we've barely talked to each other since. It's like August 17th right now. Yeah. That's over a month. I don't know the last time I have gone that long without this stupid person being a weekly presence in my life. It's true. And I'm here to tell you, friends, not a fan. Who else is he going to talk to about wrestling or like teach about wrestling? Because I'm like, he's like, who, do you know this famous wrestler? And I'm like, no, I don't know who that is. Jake the Snake. <laughs> like, I, uh. Mr. Malash is good for many things, yeah. but there are some things that only a Caitlin McKinnon can provide. And, and I missed her dearly. Yeah. And I'm very happy she's here. And yes, we did sit around for two hours. <laughs> did we <laughs> talk about all kinds of, not just wrestling? Fucking the dog before, <laughs> before we started today. So... It has been so long yep. since we have sat in front of these mics. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of like trying to figure out what even to talk about. Yeah, we actually had to like sort out our chit chat a little. We had, so, to, we had to split it up. We we are we are we are banking again. Sorry, y'all, but it'll be more topical than than the previous two episodes. But we are dividing some things up. So if you want to hear about Scotland next week, yes, you'll have to wait about Caitlin's Scotland trip next week. If you want to hear about my, I don't know, should I save my trip home? Yeah. All right. If you want to hear about Taco Showdown. Oh my God. I was, I was excited. Hear about that next week. Um, we'll pepper chit chat throughout, I guess. But first and foremost, it was like the day after I went on vacation from work. Yeah. So I think I had just, so I'll blend all of these things. So I finished up at work and then I was off for like. 12 days or something like that. Right. And the first three days was Polly Pocket Redo 2K19. Which looks fabulous. Okay. Caitlin deems a success. Yes. So Mr. Malash came up to Toronto for that. And we chose to treat my apartment as a work site, basically. Right. Nobody was staying here. Mm-hmm. And at that time of year in Toronto, hard to find cheap lodgings. Oh, yeah. 
And we just wanted some AC and a bed. And that was it. And that was found at the Deluxe Motor Inn in Etobicoke. Sure, it was beautiful. I do not recommend the Deluxe Motor Inn unless you really want to enjoy a Burger King breakfast. (laughs) Or you have a large volume of clothing to donate because there's a donation bin in the back corner of the parking lot of said Burger King. Amazing. So that is where uh, we stayed. And when Mr. Malash came up, we went for ramen, as we do. And it was when... We finally resettled at the Deluxe Motor Inn in Etobicoke that I pulled out my phone and really looked at social media and got news that uh, some monster, legitimate monster, had basically burned down Kyoto Animation and killed 33 people. Um, Kyoto Animation is one of the more beloved studios in the anime industry. We had just talked about A Silent Voice. On the episode that aired the week before, the culprit was not an employee. He apparently was uh, some deluded buffoon who, I believe, blamed the studio for, like, stealing his idea or something. Or, like, a, he, wrote a, he wrote an amateur novel or wrote an indie novel and thought they stole it and felt slighted or something, so... He was insane and he burned the place down. So that's what he did. And yeah, last, I don't know if it increased, but the last count I ever saw was that, oh yes, the the Asahi Shimbun quoted a 61-year-old neighbor as saying, she clearly heard a man uh, shout, you ripped me off. Yeah, he was in his, the culprit was in his 40s and yeah, the total casualty report was 33 last I saw. It may have grown since then. I have not checked since. This is a story on BBC.com that, uh drop the day of and like i got home and my father asked me like did you hear about that anime fire like yeah that's how huge the story was my dad who i didn't even know knew the word anime (laughs) like asked me about this just so sad i think i said on twitter like i was almost glad i didn't have time to think about it like because i was knee-deep in my own personal belongings and sweltering while i built furniture because i didn't have a chance to really sit and reckon with it all i could do is ruin caitlin's day by just being like hey kyoto animation burned down and 33 people are dead and i was definitely like what (laughs) um Um, oh violet violet evergarden that's the other thing yes they did um yeah just terrible 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 and and so so sad and stupid and unnecessary and you know when you think fan entitlement and fuckery is limited to this hemisphere it's a a global phenomenon so all condolences and sympathies to the families and loved ones of those who perished and all good wishes to the survivors and that um, they find a way to rebuild from this somehow there were a lot of talented people over there who have made a lot of things that a lot of people love. It was very well put. I'm not very good at this stuff. What a downer. It's a downer note. How's Vancouver, Kate? It was great. <laughs> it was great. It was great. It was um, fantastic. I got to spend time with my friend, Ren, who I love dearly and don't get to see very often because she lives in Vancouver. Um, and... It was just, we had a really fabulous time. She's a planner, so um, she planned us amazing stuff for us to do. Um, 
I did. So we went in Vancouver. There's the Stormcrow Tavern that's known pretty well. They have one in Toronto now. Okay. I was about to ask. Like, yeah. Um, and it's basically, related. it's a, it's a geek bar. But like above and beyond. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like all the drinks, all just, the food is themed. Yeah. It's not just like stuff. we have some Star Wars posters on the oh, wall no, type of thing. It's, it's, it's an event. It is an event. Uh, I know it's a little bit expensive, but um, it's a lot of fun. And they had a uh, quiz night. And I couldn't be on their team because they would have had too many members. So I was on my own team and I did fifth. I was very excited about that. I thought I was going to be last. And there were quite a few teams. So they won. But I, I did pretty well. I was very excited. And um, I get really nervous with quizzes because, as we know, I'm not good at remembering names. Um, there were definitely a couple moments where I've just sort of like blankly stared into space and then shouted like excitedly that I'd like, remembered a name. Looking at the at the host just like, uh, uh, you know, you know, it's you know, him, the, the guy with the, the face. The guy in the, in the movie recently. And, and there was you, like... You know, you know who he is. There was magic and that was like a wizard and yeah. Um, Despite that, came in fifth. Yeah, came in fifth. Uh, so that was great. Um, she took me around. We went to an Asian dollar store. Oh. It was amazing. I could have purchased half the store. Definitely could have purchased half the store. Um, Better I, experience than I had at an Asian dollar store. Yes, tell me about recently. this. Well, I'll go back to Vancouver in a sec, but you tell me about this. Oh, well, um, last weekend... Uh, I had a real weird stretch where I did not sleep enough, uh, primarily due to, I think, the addition of a casino expansion to Grand Theft Auto Online. Ha uh, yes. I think that had definitely had something to do with it. Um, so I only averaged about five hours of sleep a day Lovely. before going into work. And then on Saturday, I slept about 24 hours. Um, I'm sorry. <coughs> I was I was drinking water. It's gone down the wrong way. Damn, um, son. What? You slept an entire day? I think so. Like, I can't do the exact math, but, like, I got home on Saturday morning. Okay. And, like, system crash felt like it was hitting right. pretty early. Yeah. Like, maybe around 9. And I was like, whoa. Okay. Well, let's just... Ain't nothing else happening today. Let's just lie down. We'll wake up around 4. No, we woke up at 11 at night. Oh. And I was like, well, let's we'll call that Saturday. And uh, it's the middle of the night now. And I don't want to stay up all night. Because right. I'm not at work. Yeah. I want to... Sleep. sleep like a normal person. Yeah. Get that deep REM. Let me just try going back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> when I woke up, it was 7 a.m. Wow. So you slept for 24 hours. Basically, yeah. yeah. It's like 22, but. And my back was a disaster afterwards. Oh, yeah. If you I want to include that. like the hour I spent lying on the floor stretching my back out. It's definitely after, 24 hours. After that, closer to that. Then I did nothing on Sunday. I just kind of hung around, but then I was like getting itchy. To, like leave the house. You want to do something? And uh, yeah, leave the Brazilian. And I just kind of met up to. Uh, it was supposed to just be for a walk, and then we went and got dim sum, as you do. Right, of course. How could food not be involved? How could food not be involved? But the hook here was that for the longest time they've been apparently opening a Miniso. Okay. Which I don't even know if it's a Japanese company. It might be a Chinese company working like a Japanese aesthetic. Aesthetic. Um, that's a you know Japanese dollar store, and they right. have you know. Trinkets and stationery and facial masks and things like that. And mm. then also, like, you know, humidifiers and, you know, a scale and, yeah. like, you know, phone cords and little trinkets and shit like that. And the, the snacks were a letdown. That's where the letdown really was. Oh. I wanted snacks for today. Right. 
They didn't really have anything. That's sad. It was a bummer. It was small. It was way smaller than it looked like it was going to be. Oh, man. My experience was amazing compared. <laughs> there were snacks. There was, like, so many things I didn't realize I needed, but I definitely <laughs> needed. Um, and the pricing, there was, like, nothing to match it. It blew my mind. I was like, this is only a dollar? Or this is only $2? How could I not buy it? It's like I've walked into Wish. Yeah, exactly. Um, I got thing that takes fuzz off your shirts. That was only $2. I've been looking for one any- everywhere. Like a little shaver? Yeah. It's so good. Um, I got a bunch of stuff. Uh, I got like, um, my friend Ren was making fun of me because my jewelry was just in a little plastic baggie. <laughs> She's like, you really need some sort of makeup thing or a uh, jewelry thing. So I got like a matching Alice in Wonderland like makeup and jewelry thing. Um, yeah, it's it was great. I could have just I could have spent hours in there buying stuff, and I think I did pretty well. Um, so that was my experience with. Uh, it was more I think of like a mix Asian um, corner store. Mm. I don't think it was specifically Japanese. Um, and we went to a beautiful garden. We, so the thing with Vancouver is you're in the city and then you look, uh, to your left and there's a giant mountain. Um, and it's sort of like you've put a modern day city in Lord of the Rings. Like they've just like (laughs) been dropped there. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, and the West coast is just really beautiful and green and, uh, oh, we went to a, uh, exotic bird sanctuary an exotic bird sanctuary so much fun i felt like i was in my element with all the old people did you go up did you go up to a bird and call it a bird ass motherfucker because that's what i do to birds all the time i did not just makes me laugh uh yeah i might have to start doing that time i get home and a sparrow flies up on on the stoop next to me it's like you bird ass motherfucker (laughs) just really delights you just makes me laugh just small things right yep yep uh and yeah and i flow flew swoop Swoop. Yes, budget the airline. Fuck is Swoop. Budget airline, but was who owns lovely. Swoop? Uh, WestJet. Okay. Yeah. I thought WestJet was a budget airline. <laughs> well, Swoop is a God very damn. Big, um, I just tape you under the wing. I <laughs> I just talked to someone uh the other night, and they found a ticket to Vancouver for ninety dollars that they took. Fuck, it's not refundable. I was coming like, do they fly to Narita? <laughs> They do not. Um, so it was actually Hamilton to Abbotsford, and Abbotsford is north of Vancouver, I believe. Um, and I, I don't know how much the tickets were because Ren kindly paid for me to go to Vancouver. It was a real summer of just our friends being awesome. Amazing. So, so shout out. Shout out to our friends. Shout out to our friends. Shout out to Ren just being freaking amazing. Um, shout out to Mr. Malash for also being amazing. Also, small note in the story. Uh, before the break, (laughs) what are you looking for? He's freaking out, guys. You said you had a small note. Yeah. Which leads me to wonder if... There are not quibbles. They're not quibbles, okay. No. Well, it's... Okay. Well, it's all... Before I left, I had said, yeah, I'm going to go see Ren, and I'm going to go see Misha. Right. Misha did not know about this, and there had never been a conversation about going to see Misha. Misha lives in Victoria, which is on Vancouver Island. I thought Misha Island. was here. No. <laughs> Misha's been on the West Coast for ages. <laughs> yes. Seriously? Break, get it together, Jordan. Anyway, Misha very kindly attempted to come see me because I had brought it up. 
But he did definitely have a moment where he was like, uh, I don't remember us talking about that. Um, so Misha, thank you very much for trying to make it, uh, to Vancouver to see me. And, uh, hopefully we will see each other soon at some point. And I'm sorry for just assuming. Just put him on blast. Just seriously. Like, Shouts uh, to him for respecting the podcast so much to be like, well, I guess I gotta go to Vancouver. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I had a really fabulous time and Ren was an amazing hostess and just the, was such a great, great planner and she's coming to visit me next week. Hence why we're uh, doubling up, um, this, this day. Um, and I'm really worried because I'm, I'm a little bit of a planner, but like life stuff, I'm like, I don't know what to show her. I, I she's seen, uh, she's seen Hamilton, but like. What do I take her to? You have, like, every time I shit on Hamilton, you, like, rattle off all the amazing things that Hamilton has. You got, like, a ping pong bar. You got, like, a yeah, but like, got axe throwing. You got... But, but Vancouver's, Vancouver's got all that. Got all that. Yeah. It's like taking someone from... It's like taking Stuart from Toronto and being like, we have this thing. And he's like, yeah, Toronto's got, like, eight of them. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, well, I'll try and figure it out. But, but the escarpment. I live on the escarpment. Yeah, so there you go. Well, I just would take her to the edge. Behold. <laughs> She's actually seen it. We've already taken her well, to the edge of the escarpment. I'm telling you. So I'm going to... Waterfalls are a must. Um, I might take her to the RBG. Yeah, you know me. The Royal Botanical Garden, motherfuckers. Damn, son. It's actually quite nice. <laughs> um, And, uh, well, I'll, I'll figure some things out. But I just, you know... I want to be as good as they were, and I, I, yeah. Also, shout out to James, her boyfriend. Thank you for having me <laughs> and letting me hang out in your living room for six days. Six days, damn. Yeah. That's almost too long to be anywhere. You know, it might have been seven days. It was very kind of them, because I know after three days, people start to irk on you, whether you want them to or not. Mm-hmm. So, like, love you so much. I'm sure Mr. Malash just thought I was an asshole at some points because I was just like, you know, in an attempt to not irk anyone, I just like, don't do much of anything. You just didn't talk? I just play my tappy tab games. Well, just we're quiet. You got ready in the morning? You'd be yeah. like, like is there, are you hungry? Is everything okay? That's fine. <laughs> tap, 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 Getting waifus. Oh my God, I haven't broken down. I haven't shown Caitlin all my new waifus yet. I, we are going to have to save that. Get to, get to that on the break. Um, you mentioned, you know, Asian dollar stores, grocery stores, snacks, things like that. Yeah. Miniso disappointment, not a disappointment, and I do not know the name of it, but it is on Young Street near Young and Dundas. Okay, there is a Korean convenience store. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Not a disappointment. Did you get snacks then? Uh, what did we get? Nothing soups elaborate, but we did. We had gone. Well, we had just gone for ramen, which was the thing. Mm. Um, and we came around the corner, and it's like, well, this place looks amazing. Um, what the hell did we get? I think we just got ice cream. <laughs> So you did not bring me snacks. Um, to like sit here for a month? I don't know. Kate. Yeah. Where's my pen? It's at home <laughs> with your your gift. Your, I got you another gift. <laughs> Y'all, I just got save them. Save them to like October. Get birthday. Yeah. Birthday gifts, souvenirs and shit. Let's get into this because here's, here's a topic I had. Okay. When I make it over there. Yes. I've, I've already started amassing. Spots where maybe uh, you know souvenirs could be purchased. Okay. Cheap dollar stores. Mm-hmm. Tokyo hands. Yeah. Don Quixote. Places like that. Yep. Or 
do I just go to one of those gachapon like establishments? Okay. They sell little capsule toys, bubble capsule toys type thing. Yeah. Do I take like 2,000 yen or whatever? Find the perviest one I can. Mm-hmm. Oh, dark and stormy night, guys. Drop it all, get like 20 of these little capsule toys, don't open any of them, and just let friends pick their own souvenirs, and we can delight in what pervy figure they have pulled. That is a, that is a thing you could do. I could do that. Yeah, I think I asked you for one thing, and I can't remember what it was. I do not remember what I it was. I do want a postcard. That's really what I want. I want a postcard. Not a pervy toy. You can get a pervy toy for everybody else. I want a postcard. Fine. Fine. But yeah, uh, definitely worth a field trip to go to that Korean uh, grocery store. Cool. Like fresh shit in like a deli. I think there may have even been like a grill type of thing. Like if we're... Um, the, the grill thing was closed because it was late. Jesus Christ. Oh! Jesus Christ. I forgot to mention the Asian night market. I was wondering. You were really burying the lead there, but I'm like... I just... It just, you know what? You do so many fun things and you forget the, like, one of the funnest things, which was, okay, the problem was I, my stomach is not big enough for all the food I wanted to eat. <laughs> um, there was just so many different things there. Um, I can't even remember what I got. I got one of those, like, oh, ooh, the pastries that are a fish. Taiyaki. Yeah, I got one of those. Taiyaki, takoyaki. It was very good. One of them's octopus and one of them's a fish pastry. <laughs> I can tell you, Aki. Oh, it was very good. Um, I got it with uh, Kit Kat in it. Really? It was delicious, and I highly recommend. Also, if you're going to the West Coast, specifically Vancouver, and you want to go to an awesome Asian night market, go. You're you're also bearing the lead again. What? Where? <gasps> oh yeah. We, we we start we started off hot with the communication. Like, right. We we really did. It, yeah. re- it really fell off. I think once once I thought she was international, I didn't. I stopped blowing up her spot, but. And I wasn't getting a lot of stuff from people, mm. and I wasn't, like, I was out a lot on, in Scotland, so. And I didn't know the time yeah. zone. I didn't want like, be waking you up in the middle of the night or some shit. Um, but, yeah, when we were still giving kind of, like, daily updates, she sends me this video, and it's just these, like, two Asian girls two sing, Asian singing a little song yeah. that sounds kind of synthy or whatever. And I, and I wrote, well, I actually, Ren took the video for me because I didn't have my phone, she, and I said, uh, once I got home, I sent it, and I was like, hey... Is this who I think it is? Like, are they doing who I think this is? <laughs> and Jordan goes, huh? And I'm like, you know, the two um, 80s, uh, you know, Japanese duo that sing the, like, super 80s Japanese song so and like, look at the camera like this. So, like, I don't even think if they, they came up on the show ever. No, I don't think I don't we've think talked about them on the show. But when you were into, uh, you know, the idols of the Showa era two of the biggest was this duo called Wink that That's right, Wink. basically like they did like some Kylie Minogue covers and like really like synthy type stuff like, mm-hmm. like kind of poppier than I tend to like and there were a lot of shoulders involved well because their whole thing was they just didn't emote they right. had these ridiculous over the top like poofy outfits bows in their hair so good. like frills and ruffles and shit mm-hmm. and they would just stone faced at the camera. They just didn't emote. You know, it's, it's, it's real idea ourselves. You know that trope of like, you know, the Robert Palmer, like addicted to love with the yeah. girls playing the music in the, with the yeah. slick back hair and they with don't, the they just look, they just look at the camera like, they just, you no, can't see what we're doing, but it's stone faced. Nothing on their face. That's what these two girls did. And Kate was like, you know, the two girls who like, don't ever make faces. <laughs> and I went back and I double checked and they were doing like a straight cover of a wink song. And 
it was more touching for me because it proves she listens and retains <laughs> shit that I say to her. It's true. I do. I mean, sometimes I have to be like, you know, the guy with the thing, but I, I do take it in. Like, she put that together before I did because I was yeah. like, Zuh. I don't know. And then, yeah, I watched that video a lot because it makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, and yes, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. And um, thank you again, Fred. Yeah. So while Caitlin was in Vancouver, yes, I was sweltering in my apartment. Yep. Um, eating Ikea hot dogs and building furniture. As you do. As you do. Oh, God. <sighs> I now really want Ikea hot dogs. <laughs> the buns are so big, though. It's just like such a little wiener in a big ass bun. Yeah, but you don't you don't eat all the bun. What? You don't have to eat all the bun. It's, you paid 75 cents for it. Eat the bun. <laughs> but not if you don't want to because you only paid 75 cents for it. Um, and she'll stay here for like getting rid of soda. Yeah. I did not know they did this. Like, oh, I, was, yeah. I, was like I was like, man, give me that lingonberry juice. Let's get in there. Instead, they just have basically like seltzer with like flavor shots in them. Like, yeah. So you still get lingonberry, but it's like a Instead of, like, made with corn syrup, it's, like, essentially, like, La Croix, like, in a fountain. Yeah. It's kind of dope. It was really dope. Um, so, yes, uh, K- Caitlin is very pleased with the with the removal of the encroaching records. Mostly. <laughs> you mean mostly? This is just, is wild. <laughs> so- <laughs> Oddly enough, I don't. You are not alone in this assessment. I feel like. Okay. Good. I feel like I showed uh, the robot, Doc the robot. Okay. And asked her if like there could be mixing, <laughs> if the races could mix, and she was like, mm. "So you guys have mm. no idea what we're talking about." So basically, yeah. So the setup was there was a purging. Yes. That was the first part. Got rid of a lot of clothes. Got rid of a lot of books. All my CDs, which are actually, <laughs> I ended up. <laughs> Apparently, when you have that much stuff, mm-hmm. you need to, like, book an appointment. Like, we were here for three days. We had three days to get all this shit done. Yeah. Day one, we didn't really do anything. We just, you know, got food and chilled in the deluxe motor in. Day two, wake up, go to Ikea, buy all the shit. Um, go to Toronto Collective on Spadina, which is a graffiti slash designer a toy store. Sold a bunch of our old shit for yeah. that. Made out really well there. Great. Much better than I was expecting. So all told, all of my IKEA shit cost a hundred dollars because I made back, you know, I spent five and made back four. So yes. woo. And day three was supposed to be go to you know, the BMV to sell books, CDs, whatever. Yeah. Initially we were going to maybe do Sonic Boom for CDs, but I didn't think. I mean, Sonic Boom's not going to buy CDs anymore. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Um, but BMV might because they're more of a thrift shop. Yeah. Type of type of jam. And, but it's on their website. If you have more than like two cases or something like call ahead and i do and they're like what do you got i'm like i got maybe like six boxes of books and uh and two bags of cds i'm like well yeah i mean we could see you on tuesday i'm like like, what like that's not going to work and besides blur is getting because it's toronto in the summer and blur is getting torn the fuck up there's like nowhere to park yep so all right so i ended up bringing all this shit back my dad's Oof. just going to, like, donate the books to, like, a churchyard sale type of thing. Oh, that's nice. Mr. Malash has already gone back to my parents' house and got the CDs because he thinks he can get at least some money for them. All right. At the local uh, Windsor Dr. Disc. And besides, this will uh, encourage him to 
do it himself. Right. This is his logic there. Um, but as we reassembled everything, so we basically bought shelves and a wardrobe. And the shelves were to reaccommodate the records because, as Caitlin so astutely pointed out in a line I've used multiple times since, records are goldfish. They will grow to the size of the space available. Uh, yes. <laughs> Which they will. I got two empty cubes on those collapses. Oh, man. Come May 2020. Woo. Woo. But it was always my vision to mix books and records. Okay. In the collapses. Okay. So the tour is in that corner, straight music books. Right. All music books. So it makes sense. Them records. Got some got some of those little cube things, storage cube things in there as well. Yep. Little pop a pop a color. Pop up. Pop up. I don't have enough of that drop. And the records, we don't need to get into how the records are organized. Um, but Japan has its own sec- section, obviously. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I've put Japan books with the Japan records. Yeah. She's on board for all that. Mm-hmm. The problem is the billies where the records originally lived, mm-hmm. the books I kept are just kind of thrown in there mm-hmm. on a real, like, I know where they're at. Mm-hmm. And I kind of know what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. Caitlin can't even look at them right now. It disgusts her. More than anything that's ever happened in this apartment, this may be the thing that, and there's been some disgusting shit that's happened in this apartment. I feel like this is the thing that's, this is what's going to push her over the edge. This is, um, this is inappropriate. What specifically? The fact that, first of all, they're apart. <laughs> they, can, they don't have feelings. They're not going to miss each other. Of course they have feelings. Oh for fuck's sake, Jordan. They're books. Y'all remember this moment? (laughs) Every time I talk about records. Okay. So they're apart. And it's not like they're apart for specific reasons. Like you've got some room there in which you could put them. Um, That space is for records. Except. That's future space for records. There are books on those shelves and there are books on these shelves Uh and if there was a reason like if you said all my fiction is over there i'd be like okay like it wouldn't be what i would have done all of my non-japanese fiction is over there yeah that's no that's not yeah that's no what do you mean yeah that's no yeah that's no (laughs) yeah okay no just stop um, graphic novels and some nonfiction and some no, short no, no, stories no, 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 and non- oh no please don't <laughs> <laughs> what if I laid them flat why would that help I'm just asking if that is better because this the only the closest moment I've ever had to this was when I moved from the west to the east end and my then girlfriend this was her big design innovation she wanted to take our books and lay them flat why exactly you can't easily access them no that's i think she i think she thought it looked what's that stylish shabby chic like i think she thought it looked shabby chic i guess if you're never gonna read them (laughs) and you could put like a vase on it or something but no i just i don't like drove drove me fucking nuts it's been it's been like seven years i can say it now nicole it drove me fucking nuts yeah well this is i'm i will get used to it and it is your choice because it's your apartment but it is not the correct choice you can't touch the ones already in there but if you want to run wild on those i don't because i there's uh no God's on my side. <laughs> no, well, God is on my side. 
is angry about what is going on. All his books are organized perfectly. It's fine. Friends, I will put up a poll after this episode is over. Can you mix your books with other items? Can you mix collections? It's fine if it's mixed, but there's no, like, this is fiction. That, like, there's no rhyme or reason. It's I just... haven't had time. Well, make the time. Oh, my God. It's getting real hairy out there, guys. I got an umbrella and a raincoat. That's some rain, yo. Yeah. Caitlin might be here for the long haul, though, those breaks. I think we got to do two episodes. Well, the risk of going nine hours on the first episode. Uh, do we want to get into things we consumed on the break? Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, let's leave it for next. Well, let's leave it for next time. <laughs> leave all them updates for next time? Well, I don't have that many. I swear to God, Caitlin. What? want that to echo it's about to get threatening if we do this episode next and do our updates yeah and you have nothing but murder she wrote in forensic files no I've got i'm other canceling things. the podcast <laughs> i have other things that's that I it We're i have other things done. that i watched all right i swear well that titillating tease will we'll leave updates for next week i guess i swear to god though there's more than that. I'm not going to say there isn't that. <laughs> God. One last thing before we go to the break. Uh, maybe we should have saved this at the top, but I must salute the passing of what hadn't been my cat for a very long time, but was my cat for a time. Right. I'd never owned a cat before. Um, my ex messaged me the other day to say that after, God, 14 years, I think, and and frequent battles with thyroid and tumor issues and whatnot. It was, it was time to put old Jack Jack the Wonder Cat down. And cat ownership is a uh, is a bizarre phenomenon. Yep. Not something I had ever really been privy to. I grew up in a house with dogs. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as many as three. They were always like adored my parents and kind of tolerated me like... <laughs> Um, because I didn't really take care of them, right? Right. Like, you know, I wasn't the one who took them out. I wasn't the one who fed them. I didn't take them for walks and none of that shit. That was all. Mostly my dad. And I did not know how uh, well-suited I was to living with an animal that just doesn't fuck with you sometimes and doesn't care if you fuck with it. It's just right. like, just fill the food bowl and keep <laughs> it moving. But, you know, but still then you would get home from work, plop on the couch, and he's been alone all day, and he jumps up on your chest while you're lying on the couch, he didn't even really look at you. He just jumps up on your chest and is like, what's up? Pet me. And, and it you, was nice. And you pet it? him and he purrs and it's great. <laughs> and then you decide he's had enough and he leaves. It really sounds like the perfect <laughs> relationship for you. Kind of awesome. <laughs> um, and yeah, he was, he was delightful. Um, as much as he infuriated me, the amount of times I fucking had to fetch him out from under a neighbor's car because he couldn't resist the... <laughs> clarion call of the screen door of in the middle of the night the motherfucker would like always want to go outside and then once he got outside it's like you know the dog who catches the car it's like okay you're outside now what yeah <laughs> <laughs> nicole be sleeping i was like i gotta get this fucking cat before <laughs> something happens to him she's gonna fucking break up with me she's gonna break up with me anyway but gotta get this cat <laughs> oh rest easy fat ass you will be missed. He will be reincarnated, just so you know. 
I just assume cats get reincarnated. As a character in a Murakami novel. That I can pick up in that section over there. Because that's where the Japan shit is. Great. That's so good. I'm so glad there's a section over there and randomness over there. It just makes me feel great about life. <laughs> I'm fine. So uh, we're going to take a break right here. Get Kate and Xanax. And when we come back... Just making the sound. I'm making the sound. <laughs> August Watcharama rolls on with the one thing Caitlin McKinnon has been waiting to happen since this podcast started. I'm so excited. <laughs> back when the earth was young. Mm-hmm. We're going to come back and talk about Gentleman Jack after the break. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the back half of the program. This is the part where Caitlin and I would normally talk about the things we brought each other, but that ain't going to happen. No. You already know what it is. August Watcharama, back in the building. Um, But before we get started, we have some rules. Still got the rules. First rule is the rule of three. Give the thing a chance to be all it could be by giving it three episodes, installments, issues. Just give it a chance. If it comes out in parts... Just give it an opportunity. Just don't, yeah. like, shut the door. No. After one episode. It's ridiculous. If you went back and listened to the first episode of this podcast, you definitely would not be here today. Unless you like echoey libraries and people yelling at us. <laughs> yeah. And birds. Unless you like 15-minute episodes and and reverb. That's what you were going to get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, second rule is hashtag save it for the pod. For the love of God, don't talk about the thing. Unless maybe you want to verify what you're watching that week. Just we'll be quiet. Just get to that later. <laughs> she damn sure wasn't going to forget about this one. Nope. Because we want to make sure that y'all get the hottest flaming takes charbroiled direct from the pit. Mm-hmm. The pit of flames. You got to have things hot. Where takes come from. I said on Twitter, hope you backed up your device before you play this episode. We're about to melt your drive, y'all. Yeah, we are. Third rule, which isn't really a rule, it's more of a policy, it is that there will be spoilers. Historical facts, who cares? Well, some people. It's a dramatization of history. Of historical facts. If you have a problem with that, if you don't want any spoilers about Gentleman Jack or the life of Ann Lister, what can they do? Fuck right off. You missed it, didn't you? You missed it. You missed that sweet little voice telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. No, I don't want to fuck you right off. I mean, they can go fuck themselves if they want to fuck right off, but just like, it's out of love. It's just, it's love. It's for mul- people I love all the time. It's a multi-step process. Yeah. Um, Gentleman Jack, TV series. For those of you who have listened to the pod from, for a while now. I don't, you were talking about this before. You said you wanted this show. I did. I actually, I said. You said, who, someone make my show about the life of Ann Lister. Yes. I was like, I want lesbians in the 1800s. This is what I want. And I got it. And they gave it to you. Oh, yeah, they did. Um, Gentleman Jack is a historical drama television series created by Sally Wainwright. Some of you who watch British television may know Sally Wainwright from a number of things, including Scott and Bailey, which is a police drama that's about two uh, female police officers. Um, I've talked about it before. It's... 
dark. So if you you want a, a dark show about female police officers, this is for you. They are not good people. Um, Last Tango in Halifax, Happy Valley, also a, a police procedural. Oh, she did Happy Valley. Um, and recently, To Walk Invisible, the Bronte Sisters. Sure. Um, which was quite good. If you want to know some more about the Brontes and their brother, Bramwell, um, you should definitely watch the series. Like she always talks about how, like, I just love when you, like, come with the heat about, like, your real, like, <laughs> narrow field of interest. Like, normally, listen, I adore her. Sometimes, you know, she lets it fly a little loose sometimes. Maybe yeah. not the most reason, maybe not the most research. But then when it's British television, mm, motherfucker, we are on it. We have the full IMDb committed to memory. We're going to tell you about Happy Valley. We're going to tell you about the fucking Bronte brother that nobody knows. She comes with it for you. Uh, I do. So, that is Sally uh, Wainwright. Well-known in British television. Um, set in the year 1832 in Yorkshire. It stars Saran Jones, who was in Scott and Bailey. Um, and she's been in lots of other British things as well. Um, as the landowner and industrialist, industrialist Anne Lister. The series is based on the collected diaries of Lister, which contains over 4 million words and are written largely in secret code. Documenting a lifetime of lesbian relationships and other matters. Ann Lister wrote constantly about everything. It was sort of an obsession of hers, and I'm so glad that A, she wrote it all down, B, that they broke the code, because then we get this fabulous tale. Um, set in, as I mentioned, 1832, the brilliant, endearing Miss Ann Lister leaves Hastings brokenhearted and heads to the lush landscape of Halifax, West Yorkshire in England to restore her uncle's estate, which she has inherited. This newly instated, androgynous, and unusual lady landowner and landlord encounters a potentially blossoming indigenous romance with the fairer sex, which she records in a cryptic diary that no one can read. <sighs> so many things to talk about. They could have done a lot of things with this series. One thing that really struck me is... Um, how interesting and dynamic and faulty a character of Ann Lister is. I like that you included the last word. She is not perfect. There are a lot of issues. And I really enjoy that she is a complex female character. Um, she's also incredibly charming. And I, I really enjoy that. Um, I also enjoyed that they, of course, they've centered the story on her, but you do get to see the below stairs sort of life of farmhands and workers. And I love that. And I, lo I love when we talked about North and South, which was all about like industrious, industrialist England, which takes place much later than this series. Um, but you get that, the start of it, right? The coal mining what that entailed at that time, mm -hmm. which is just so much work. It's, you know, they're doing it with shovels and man, literal manpower. Um, I love that as well. But, I mean, I could go on and on, which I will, about this series. But, Jordan, I would like to hear what you thought of this, because we know how much I love English, specifically, uh, historical dramas, and that's not particularly your cup of tea. But I would like to hear your views on what you thought. I don't think it will surprise anyone to learn. Really? 
one big one that I'll get to at the end. Okay. Um, I like that you said she is faulty because I do I have it written down here or not? But she's kind of a fuckboy. She's a bit of a cad. <laughs> Absolutely, she is. Like she to adapt the vernacular, she did things with her pussy. Like yeah. And she's like, she's, on, she's broken hearted. And she's like, I'm, I'm, rebound. I'm rebounding and I'm getting as much of that sweet, sweet as I can. Yeah. And what up? What? I don't even know what the hell her name was or what the relationship is. So because it's a British show, yeah. like, obviously, they're just swaths of dialogue that are just yes. like, whoop. Oh, see? Oh, gone. They're shipped in down the quarry. Like, nope. Right. Did you not put subtitles on? I told you to put subtitles on. Um, I don't think I had the option on the device I was using All right. well. to watch it. If you watch it and you're not good with British television or accents, put on the subtitles. Yeah, definitely. I'm just going to show it to Caitlin in my notes. <laughs> English <laughs> <Those> people. people. <laughs> with two exclamation points. I believe that was um, in response to, what was it, when her sister was flaunting? Like, her sister's played by the same actress who played uh, Yara Greyjoy. Yes. Who is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, the other thing is, I don't know if Lister has delusions of grandeur but i mean she's talking about you know all these improvements what is the relationship it's her uncle but her uncle like so her uncle passed away and left the estate to her to her okay and that's so who what, is the old man who lives there now that is her father okay yes so this is how estates by and large ran in that time um you Basically, if you if there was a male who could inherit, that estate would be entailed away to whichever male heir was next. Yes. But there re- there wasn't. So the uncle got to sort of choose who he left the estate to. Right. And he left it to her, which is very uncommon, mostly uncommon for um, a woman to have such a large estate. And also because a lot of women once they did inherit that much land and uh, money, would get married and therefore it would automatically go to their husband. Mm. So there's a scene in, I think it's episode two. It's a scene where she's breaking down what she wants to do right. at to the estate grounds. And it's, the way it's filmed and performed is kind of amazing because mm-hmm. you have the deaf father who can't really hear. Yeah. She's going a mile a minute talking about what she wants. The sister is yipping at her off to the side, but she'll like, in mid-sentence, address what she said shot shoot down her sister um while the sister also takes swipes back at her Mm -hmm. which i enjoyed there was some like pap pap that i enjoyed there i think it was like i'm not gonna have the shibden hall looking like an old farm and she's going on you just see you're going it it is an old farm though like (laughs) um i feel that my the sense i was left with as, as i was going along was like i i am all here for this story being told should be told great get this story out to a million people right I don't know that aside from her inner life, her life was that dramatic. And right. I feel like a lot of stuff is being shoehorned in to add drama here. Okay. Um, the coal claims were probably a thing that happened. You know, that's, I'm, yeah. I'm most interested in that. Uh, the farmhand killing his dad and. Love it. Yeah, you, you, you go in for all that stuff. I'm like, man, man, man. Okay. Five, okay. 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 Um, I think I was wondering at one point if she was like borderline Mary Sue in it at one point. Maybe she was the first Mary Sue. Maybe she was the Ur Mary Sue. Like she just. I think the first Mary Sue was a guy. She's kind of good at everything oh, she does. Oh, it was Da Vinci. The Da Vinci was the first Mary Sue. Um, 
and just like the way like <laughs> it's that whole thing. That's why I say she comes off like a bit of a fuckboy because when she's talking to what what is the the woman she's paramouring? What is her name? Also, it's, it's also Anne. It's also Anne. Yeah. Everybody, everybody Anne? named Anne yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, when it'll literally be like you know. I saw a pretty bird today. You know, when I was in Paris <laughs> studying anatomy with... Whoever. Oh, yeah. She's a douchebag. I'm like, shut up. Like, but, like, I love that she's a douchebag. Um, <laughs> the note I have written down is, like, also a bit of a fuckboy, but maybe that that's just how we made sapphic love bloom in the era. Right. Because um, the gist was, and I got this from Wikipedia later, like, she would, like, to suss out, you know, if she could yes. get at that sweet, sweet. Yeah. She'd, like... I don't know, ask Mally felt about Ovid or like, you know, plays with heavy sapphic content. Yes. Be like, you down with that? You like that? You into it? <laughs> um, we have to talk about the biggest thing, the biggest mechanic in this show. Okay. It's a stylistic choice. Sure. It happens very early. Yeah. Not enough to serve any purpose to my knowledge. Okay. And unfortunately was done flawlessly. By something that came out very recently. Okay. Do you know where I'm going with this? No. Why are we breaking the fourth wall? Oh, I love it. Doesn't need to be there. Um. Does not serve a purpose. Except that it's so charming. I just don't. Post Fleabag, I don't think. I think. Oh, well, that's hard because it's Fleabag and Fleabag's perfect. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I don't. Fleabag was out. Like, man. Yes. Fleabag existed. You still made that choice to have her. Because I think it's her journals, Wink, right? nudge, nudge, Tom's your I, uncle. I love that. And I loved when her sister looked at the camera. Yeah, but they even pulled that bit out. Like, I didn't feel that looking at the camera. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe it was like a nod to like, this was based on a diary. But it doesn't happen enough for me to feel like it serves any purpose to her like identity or her relationship with the audience or like. I, I think it being does. Being so at the core to something like Fleabag, like seeing it used here, like this is why people, the initial assessment of this show that I saw was Fleabag and Petticoats, which is not right. a fair assessment. Yeah. It's not that at all. Um, but I think it does. And you want to know why? Because, yes. <laughs> because it's saying, this is how I wrote the story. Mm. This is not probably the truth, right? She, Like you said, she's a Mary Sue. She seems to know everything. She's a genius, right? She's good at everything. Um, this is her story that she's written in her diaries. I will lightly push back in the sense that I feel like that still works in Fleabag because you're always with her. Yes, but you're not in this But case. you're not in this, so you don't... It. I don't think it holds up. I think it does. I think it does because... I don't think that it's her story holds up when then you're moving to places she wasn't and wouldn't have right, known what but happened. but then people aren't looking at the camera. Right? So it's like this other world is going on. Yeah, you can't, all these other you can't issues. have both ways. Why not? You just can't. I think you can. To my to my narrative sensibilities, <laughs> you can't. We will respectfully disagree. It wasn't... I found it... It didn't sink the show as a whole for me, but right. I did find it jarring every time it happened. And I was like, why are it. we doing this? I like the winks. I like the eyebrow raises. Yeah. I thought that was great. Now, things you did like. Um... Because you never write those down. I, don't, I never write those down. <laughs> did I write them down? Yeah, Greyjoy playing her sister is amazing. Yes. She did a great job. All right. That's why I wrote English people. It was when uh, her sister was like mouthing out that she was going to get married. Yeah. But don't tell Anne. And like 15 minutes later, 
your sister says she's getting married. I wasn't supposed to say anything. <laughs> dummy. That's that's that, that's England. Briti- that's British people. I can even throw Ireland in there. British people God, and the Irish. I just really need to put into the Hall of Fame the SNL Spike Downton Abbey commercial. Where it's just like, if Downton Abbey aired on the Spike Network, oh what God. the advertising would be. I need to see this. Love I- eavesdropping. <laughs> we have a show for you. <laughs> um, she is exceptionally charming, if frustrating. Yes. At times as a character. It looks good. It's shot well. It's directed well. Did you like the music? Uh, I didn't like the ending song. Oh, the ending song was fine. But I mean the music during the show, and that intro is amazing. I could watch the intro every time. It's like the short little intro of all of her life. I don't know if I remember the intro. Oh my gosh, it was so good. <laughs> Whoops. Um, I like that it goes into much detail about the mechanics of defrocking a Victorian lady. <laughs> And I like that... There's a lot of gear to get through there. Oh, yeah. And I like the... Again, I like all of the bits and pieces about the world that she's in at that time. Mm. Right? I love all these bits about tenants and tenancy farming and coal and the importance that plays and her trying to get justice for this poor fucking kid who lost his leg and the inequality of justice in that time. I love all of those moving pieces. I think it gives it a much richer story than just a, a lady in love. And I love the fact that this other relationship she has with this other Anne is is a bounce back, <laughs> right? And it's very frustrating as well. Um, and I think the character is surprised at how like responsive, we're just going to call her... Um, other Anne. Other Anne. <laughs> other Anne. Other, Anne. other Anne is. Um, and I like Other Anne's development as well as a character. Right. I did very much like the scene where the uh, legless boy there uh, asks if she's a boy or yes. a man. And yes. she like breaks it down real, real basically and simply. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a lady how, woman. How she is. I'm a lady um, woman. <laughs> I admit this is probably a half-baked thought, but I have it jotted down here where... Uh, there were moments where I felt like there were, you need to understand as I get older, I'm turning into more of a communist. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. so I was like, is this show want me to root for the prickish landowner going around, like collecting the rents and shit. Right. And, <laughs> and like, no, cause when it's like, when the kid has like, is trying to like keep his awful father from ruining their lives. Yeah. And she, he's like, you know, or I can work or, you know, I can, we can sort out whatever. And she's like, well, I made the deal with your father. So he's got to show up or you're all out. Right. Girl. Okay. Like, yeah, that's how it was. They were dicks. So it's like, you know, I think don't go into the show thinking that this is like a celebration of a revolutionary figure. She is a revolutionary figure who skirts the, some of the norms of her time, but Uh, not all of, but still adheres to others. It's like a, a, there's like a picking and choosing. Right. Yeah. Um, and she's very like all about like sexual liberation. Awesome. Great. Class liberation. No. No. <laughs> Which I think again is a really interesting story to tell. Mm. Um, I would. I'd concur. Yeah. And I like that it's a little bit different because we have these characters that are like perfect, especially female characters that are everything, and she's not. She's a jerk. And I like that. I like that she's a jerk. Makes me happy. 
Men get to behave bad all the time. Yes. Or be complicated. Difficult men. Was that, yeah. the, was that the bit? We're difficult, having difficult men for 15 years on peak TV. We can get some difficult ladies on our peak TV as well. Agreed. Agreed. Also, costuming is amazing. Costuming is amazing. Why are they always carrying sticks, though? Because you got to whoop people. <laughs> I didn't see her whoop anybody with that. Just so, she wasn't even, like, clicking it on the ground. She was just, like, carrying it in her you hand. You got to knock. You want to knock with your glove. <laughs> you got to knock the door with something and then push up your cool top hat. <laughs> That's why they carry sticks, because it's fashionable. Some of them have swords in them. You would have to stab someone. Dandies. Dandies, yeah. 7.5. 7.5. Okay, that's great. I only got I only got the first three. How far did you get? Uh, did you watch four. All four? Four. Uh, yeah, I only got to the first three. Will I ever go back to it? I don't know, as we will get into the next episode. There's so much content, y'all. So much content. So much content. Yeah. I can foresee... Maybe revisiting it at some point, but uh, definitely worth a look. If you want a different type of story that you are not seeing other places mm-hmm. um, in these last bits of summer, you want a good summer show, it's a good summer something show. to sink your teeth into, something yeah. a little meatier than the usual fare. Mm-hmm. We'll get into what the usual fare is next week as well. Yeah. Your man's got to taste the terrestrial television again, y'all, and it is fucking wild. Wild. Also, I... Uh, we're going to talk about um, my adventures in Scottish TV. Oh, God. She was on the continent, yo. Well, not technically, but continent of Jace. Continent of Jace. Um, anyways, my, for me, it's a nine. I've super enjoyed it. I mean, there are bits and pieces I would change, but uh, uh, I really liked it. Um, I also think if you're into period dramas, you, you'd enjoy it. Um, I think that's it. I think you're right. Well, excellent. <laughs> we shall adjourn. <laughs> here, here. Friends, August Watcherama rolls on next week with not the thing <laughs> that was previously announced. <laughs> so we will not be discussing the 2017 DuckTales relaunch. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 We'll get into it more next week, but this was not of any fault of mine. I'm sorry. Someone had Carl Urban on the brain. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, just by lucky coincidence, uh-huh. we're going to be talking about the boys next week. Yay. <laughs> what a cool guy you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I gotta go apologize to Megan. It's gonna be a whole well, huge it's thing. Fine, we will just continue August Watcherama into September. <laughs> September watch up ongoing. <laughs> the boys next week, friends. If you want earlier insights into why this happened, get at us on any of our socials, primarily Twitter. Get above Twitter. That is where we can most easily be reached. Or I mean, you can email us or send up a flare or something. I don't know. You yeah. Can com- you can comment on the SoundCloud page. That's something that's never been mentioned in 165 episodes. You can leave comments on the SoundCloud page. I think it's been mentioned. Has I it? Someone once left him. I think it was Gina. I think Gina uh, made, a, <laughs> made a mention on our SoundCloud page. Once upon a time. Yeah. Anyway, friends, we're going to be back with the boys. Scotland, weird Windsor shenanigans, possibly folksy racism. I don't know. All that and more for you next week. Aren't you excited? On the next episode of the Geektown Podcast. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. Thank you for joining us for our episode. We'll see you next week.
You're that too, though. Great. You are every woman. I'm every woman. It's all in me. Anything you want, baby? Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Welcome back, Jordan. 